Welcome to Southwood's monthly podcast. With us now we have Jen Rab. Jen, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Um, I actually work in the family-based program with Southwood Hospital. Um, we normally have a partner that we work with in pairs, and we go out into homes. Usually we have seven to eight families at a time, and we're probably the most intensive therapy that you can receive outside of a child being placed. So when a child would go to Choices or like a, an RTF, we would be like a step-down program. Okay. I, how long have you been working family-based? Um, I've been doing family-based for about six years now. Is that where you kind of got your start, or did you start in a different... Uh, I started you know, there. You started in family-based? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I branched out. Uh, I've done... Uh, I've worked in a couple RTFs, and I've also done school-based for a little bit, but uh, I just seem to have a heart for family-based. Okay. Yeah. So just to kind of backtrack what you touched on, it is it as a family base being a step down. So here at Southwood, we have the inpatient hospital, which is for real acute behaviors, you know, but it's on a long-term stay. And then we have the right. step down, which is the, as you mentioned, the residential programs right. um, here, here at Choices and also at IDDASD. Right. And those are kind of made to simulate the home environment and it's more of a long-term to work on behavior problems, work on structure, structure all kind of different things, right? That mm -hmm. it's kind of the practice for the home. And then the step down from that, once we discharge, a lot of our kids leave with family-based services. And that's where you kind of, you guys kind of come in, right? Right. We kind of take the baton take, and, yeah. and implement what you guys teach them in the RTFs or in the hospital. That structure, that order, like a lot of homes that you go into, they don't have, the kids don't have that. Right. So a lot of kids with diagnoses, they need that structure, order, that um, cons consistency and a schedule to help some of their behaviors go down. For example, anxiety. A lot of kids that struggle with anxiety, if they don't have a structure or some type of, uh, you know. Like what's coming next. Right. They Their anxiety goes up. Sure. So sometimes when they're in the RTF or in the hospital, you don't see that, that anxiety because they know that they're on a schedule. They know, you know, what's coming next. They know when dinner is. They know when lunch is, when snack is, when shower is. It's very structured, and that helps their anxiety. But when they go home, it might not be as structured. So what Family Base does is we kind of help the family, the parents, with that structure to implement it, to get it back in the home, to kind of help the kids, because that can help their behaviors go down, if that makes sense. It does. So Family Base, so you're working with the whole family. Yes. So in, inside the family unit, you have an identified patient within that. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So how do you incorporate the whole family into sessions or, 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 or into you know, the kind of work you guys do inside the home? So we always have to have at least one parent that we work with. Okay. That doesn't always... Parent or guardian, yeah. 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 So we, we don't always work with the whole family. That is our goal is to work with the whole family, but you can't push it on people. They have to want to get therapy. So normally what happens is we, we find a parent. Sometimes um, we'll work with both parents if we're lucky. That doesn't always happen, but um, we'll do sessions. Uh, what's really cool about family base, it's it's very, like, you, it, it, it varies. Um, and it's very flexible. So whatever the family needs, we can give them. So if we go in there and we see that maybe the, the siblings are fighting a lot, we could do some sibling sessions okay. and really work on that. Um, if we go in there and we see the parents are fighting all the time, we don't do marriage or couples counseling, but we can kind of help them get on the same page. Okay. Because when they get on the same page, then 
that when I say same page, I mean like their parenting is on the same page. Yeah, they're not working against each other. They're not right. letting the, the, the kid kind of, you know, divide them. Right. right. And we're going to get into like the different pillars of family base in a minute. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. If we see that we can work on the parents being on the same page, which will help the kids' behaviors again. So okay. that's what's really cool about family base. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since you mentioned the four pillars, do you want to break those down for sure. us? So I would say the most important one, and um, it's definitely one the one that we probably take the most time, is uh, the hierarchy in the home. So, so often when we go into people's homes, the parents are not in the hierarchy or the adults are not in the hierarchy in the home. You see that so often, especially nowadays, the kids are in the parental role. Okay. That makes sense. So... You know, when kids come to the, the RTF, you know, it's very the staff or the staff, the therapist or the therapist, and everyone's kind of up in that, I don't want to say parental role, but that authority role. Yeah. So when they go home, a lot of times it's flipped. The kids are in control and the parents, you know, aren't. So we really work hard to get that hierarchy back in the home. Okay. So that, that's number one, and that takes a long time. So break that down just real quick. So I know it's not as simple as how do you do that, but... What are, what are some of the things that, if that's your ultimate goal, kind of flipping the hierarchy, so mm -hmm. what are some, some ways that you would start working on that? Well, I think we have to observe first. Okay. So I would say the first month we're observing a lot. We're seeing, like, the patterns. You know, because a lot of times people act differently when the therapists come in than they actually do when we leave. Sure. So well, it's like anyone just having guests in your house, right? Right. Kind of, yeah. So it takes time for us to see that. But I would say one way to really tell, like, for instance, one of the big consequences nowadays is for um, parents to take their kids' phones or their electronics if they disobey. Right. Well, if I ever have a mom say to me, for example, oh, I, I can't take her phone away. Right there, I know she doesn't have the hierarchy in her home, right? Okay. So that's huge. That's Ding, ding, ding. I got to go there. Right? So that's something we need to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, and I'll say, well, what do you mean? What do you mean you can't take the phone from the child? She's like, well, she'll attack me or she'll whip out. She'll ruin my night. You know, so right there, I know. It's definitely a symptom of, of something bigger. Yeah, I know that, that that's that's key. So um, I might work with mom and talk to her or dad. It doesn't have to be mom, whatever parent and just say like what's going on there like you know why are you afraid of your kid so there's some confidence work with, with the parents to kind of help them get oh, into empowerment that role. okay huge. That's, yeah yeah i would say that that's probably half of it get helping the parents be empowered and get the hierarchy back in their home so many things will fall into line right if we help them with that so i'm just very passionate about that helping them with that okay yeah so that's pillar one and then yeah. as we're working down Pillar two, you said that. Well, you spend... bounce between the four. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Oh, okay, it's not like. I would say that one's probably the biggest. Okay. Yeah. Then another one is relationships. So we work on relationships in the home, help people communicate better. So, you know, use open communication um, between each other without screaming at each other. Um, you'd be surprised how hard it is for family members to just talk to each other about stuff that bothers them and, or things that they like or dislike. Like to share feelings. Which isn't easy for anyone. Yeah, I mean, it's not even just feelings. It's just like, yeah, I don't like when you throw your towels on the floor. You know, just helping yeah. them talk through those things. So like, just as the 
positive reinforcement piece, uh -huh. validation. Uh -huh. Like validation is huge in my mind. Yeah. And even just letting someone know you, you know you're hearing what they're saying, even if you're disagreeing with it. Right. That really goes into communication. Open communication, emotional intelligence, which is basically just being able to communicate your emotions in a healthy, positive way, even if they're not positive, but just being able to communicate better. Um, so relationships, we work on that. And boundaries and limits is a big one. Okay. So just like in the RTF, like we have to teach the kids boundaries and limits. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how many homes don't have boundaries and limits. So, you know, you got to like maybe have a curfew or you know you can't eat your food in your room and leave the dishes stuff like that right. when we have healthy boundaries and limits it can help not have chaos or problems that makes sense so for instance i have a family i'm thinking of in the past um the mom would always allow like uh her kids boyfriends or friends move in so that's you don't see that all the time yeah so, you know, big heart, a loving mother, you know, she's trying to help out. But when she would allow these people move into her house, it would cause unnecessary conflict or confusion in the home because she would then take the friends or the boyfriend's sides over her kids. And yeah. then her kids would get upset and think, well, you're my mom. So, you know, we had to really... That's con that sounds confusing for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, in her mind, she's like, I'm just trying to help. And she's a very nice lady, but we had to talk to her about boundaries and limits. Like, hey, when you when you let these strangers move into your home, I get that they're not strangers to you, but they're not your responsibility. And when you keep doing this, because she had a pattern of this, it wasn't like it was one time. Right. Uh, you know, you, you have conflict in your home. It's unnecessary. You're having hurdles and leaps that you don't need to really have. A kid could do really well at an RTF or a hospital, and then they go home to that environment. Right. It can be a struggle for them. Absolutely. So, so, um, so which ones I go through? The hierarchy in the home, the relationships, boundaries and limits, and the last one is roles and rules. So, like helping the family establish family rules. Okay. Um, and then obviously roles would be like, you know, what, what's each person in the family? What role do they play? What are some of the challenges with helping people figure out their roles? Because, you know, um, like you may, like if the hierarchy is not there, yeah, who's going to really know their role? Or, or siblings, if you have three kids, how do you help the family decide, work it out between themselves on, on whose role is what and whose responsibilities are their responsibilities? And Yeah. Um, so it's real important as the team when we go in there that we don't like assume what what we, works best for us or okay. what we've seen work best that we don't put that on the family. So okay. you kind of just have to brainstorm. I mean, obviously, um, the biggest role is that the parents are in the parental role and they're in charge. So you see a lot of times where kids, especially teenagers, get in that tug of war with the parents. Like, they think that, like, you know, you get some really smart kids that are make some valid points with their parents. So then the parents get in this tug of war, you know, like... Well, it's a good, you know, the kid comes back at the parent and says, well, that doesn't make sense because da 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 And the parent goes, well, sure, it does make sense. And then we have to stop them and say, listen, this is not up for discussion. Like, yeah. you're the parent. But the parent doesn't see that because it's their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're outsiders coming in and observing and saying, hey, you know, we noticed there that they kind of sucked you in. Like, they tried to get you in that tug of war and 
and maybe we need to help you work on just these are your choices. You do this, this will happen. You do this, this will happen, and you're done. They make the choice, but they don't really get to be part of the decision-making process, if that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Just based on so, what are some of the biggest struggles you run into when when you're when you're coming in a home as a family-based team? I can't imagine you always get a warm reception. So my partner and I do a really good job of joining with families. So do, do families understand you're there to kind of be on everyone's side? You're not there to be just on the kid side. You're not there to just be on the family side. You're there to be on right. everyone's side and kind family, of help right. bring everyone together, right? Right. Um, so anytime we open a family, we explain what I just explained to you, the four pillars of family base, because a lot of people don't understand what, what we're there to do. Okay. So I would say a lot of times kids kids will not want to work with us because they think we're like out to get them so i always explain to them listen one of the reasons i love this job is because i realize that the kid isn't always the problem sometimes the kid is the one that everyone's pointing the finger at the scapegoat saying you know but if you go back to the parental system there's things going wrong there that are producing these behaviors So I try to tell the kids, like, or the teenagers, hey, listen, I'm not putting this all on you. I'm working with mom and dad, too. And that's what's really cool about family-based. It's so much different than wraparound services. Yeah. Is we're more, we're more focused on the parents. I mean, we're working with the kids. But wraparound is more child-focused. Family-based okay. is more parental-focused, if that makes sense. So you're because working with the parents to help the kid. Yeah. And, and still helping the kid. But. We're helping them... We're helping empower the parents, helping them with better techniques. Okay. You know, just even this morning we opened a family and, and first first session we're there, we see we saw how the stepdad and the daughter got in a tug of war and it was almost like he didn't realize he was trying, but he was almost like an older brother to her. Okay. The way he the way he was uh, dealing with her. And the way the mother was dealing with her, he she was getting much better results. So we saw that right away. So what we're going to work on is the parents kind of like, cause the dad thinks that she's too nice mm-hmm. and the mom thinks he's too strict. So they're probably both right. Yeah. So it's just kind of helping them compromise and find that balance. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause kids need law and order and they need nurturing. They need both. Yeah. So it's kind of helping us find that balance. It makes sense. Yeah. So, um, Another thing, like what earlier when you asked the question about like what are some of your roadblocks that you run into, um, a lot of times kids, you know, don't want to work with us. So I try to explain to them, listen, um, one of the reasons I love my job is because I help kids stay home with their parents. I mean, and statistically, especially if someone j- just came from a step down, the hospital or or a you know RTF placement or something like right, that. Right, and most kids don't want to be in placement. They right, want to be with their family because that's normal. They want to feel normal, and that is normal. Yeah. Right. So, um, so I tell them, you know, if you meet with me once a week, like I'm going to help you stay home and listen, this isn't all about your parents getting you to listen. We're going to help you get what you want too. So maybe like you don't like getting screamed at all the time. Yeah. Like I can help you with some stuff that you want too. So I kind of get in there like saying we're the most, we're the most intensive therapy that you can get without being placed outside of the home. And I try to tell the kids, like, if you work with us, you're going to get to stay home. You're not going to get sent away. I feel like that would be a big motivator. It's a huge yeah. motivator. They're yeah. like, wow, this is cool. 
But I would say another roadblock we have is these parents uh, think that we're like, you know, these magicians with our magic wands, like fix my kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we have to t- tell the parents, you know, listen, we're not, we're not magicians. Yeah. Well, you, you, you start where you start. You start to systems fix, right? Cause so the average length of time you work with a family, is there is there like a set time or does it just depend on the family? Like what, what would be the average there? Is it one month, six months? Is That's it... a very good question. Okay. So um, normally a full like stint of family base would be eight months, 32 weeks. Okay. Which sounds like a really long time. Um, it actually is. It goes really, really fast. So um, – we do sometimes get extensions, but it's 32 weeks, roughly eight months from when a child gets out of a hospital. Now, we don't always get kids out of a hospital. Sometimes we get it maybe like for an evaluation because maybe the kid goes to their medication management appointment. Mm-hmm. And maybe, um, did you guys ever think of family base? I was thinking about maybe prescribing it for you. Okay. You can get it that way too. I think that too, like family base can be very preventative. Like, it doesn't always have to be when the kid's acting up to the point. Yeah, you don't have to wait to the point for the... You, yes. So the same concept applies, keeping you in the home before, you know, you ever go to right. the, the, the next step. Absolutely. Agreed. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Because so often people wait too long and then... Not that it's too late, but it can make it a lot harder to fix yeah. or remedy. So. Do you see a lot of successes in family base? Um, like, can, if someone's receiving family-based services for the first time, it, can they have reason to be hopeful? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of success in family-based, and that's partly why I think I'm drawn to it. Because okay. in the RTF, a lot of times, in my experience, I saw kids get so much better once they had structure, once they were on their meds properly, once they had a schedule, um, they were eating three meals a day, like a lot of their behaviors decrease. Yeah. And so it's always disheartening when you send them home and then things act up again. So um, I feel like, in my opinion, with the families I've worked with, I've seen a lot of improvement. Yeah. And that's good. And it's a really good point. You can really see how, how the, this continuum of care kind of flows together with if there's a acute behavior, they're in the hospital and they step down. And then, you know, to avoid this happening again, that's when you really want, you know, you guys can get involved and, and help the family. Right, because you know, our goal is to keep the kids out of the hospital. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That, I think that's everyone's goal, yeah. Yeah, we don't want them in the hospital. We want them home with their family, and we want them going to school, and we want them getting along with their siblings, and, you know. So, yeah, I think it's a powerful program, and I don't think a lot of people know about it. And then after family-based, what we try to do is we get another step down. So we'll either recommend them to go to outpatient or maybe a mobile therapist that will come to the home. Um, and that would be more targeted to the child. identified patient, the child, yeah. Right, right, right. right. Okay. So family base is going to be, and, and we tell people that too, like, just so you know, we're very intensive. We're going to be in your home two to three times a week. That's a big it, commitment. It sure is, yeah. So, like, if you don't think you can do that, you need to let us know because, you know, we can't be canceling, we can't be canceling all the time. We can't be chasing you. I don't chase clients. So. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you have to you have to ask for help to get help. I mean, you you have, yeah. you have to want that. It's a yeah. commitment. But what's cool with family bases are so flexible. Like we can go to the school and see the kid. We have a mom. We go to she works two jobs. We see her at work. Yeah. You know, um, you can't do that without patient. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's you guys come to them. So I mean, I mean that's really yeah. a benefit. And for we the family. tailor like what they need. Like 
like I said, we could be doing sibling sessions. We could be doing mother-daughter sessions, parent sessions. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, too, because I get bored easily. So, like, every day is different. It's exciting. And you, and you don't know what to expect when you walk in the home. And that's when you're kind of, it's a learning process for the family and for you, for you as the therapist. Right. You know, coming in the home. Yep. Well, thank you, Jen. You're welcome, Pat. All right.